You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, Money Bosses. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Annie's here. And today I want to talk about a rather hot topic that many of you are seeing on the news, but it focused around how do we protect our cash? I know with the recent collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, there's a lot of conversations that are happening and clients are asking questions. How do I make sure that my money is safe? And if my bank is going to be in trouble, what are some of the steps I need to be ready to take? So I want to just cover a few basics that I think most of you are aware of, but in case you haven't looked at this in the past, um, just, just a reminder. And then we can talk about some of the ideas I have for you where you can spread your cash stash um, with, with the smart steps in, ter- in terms of making sure you have enough protection in case the bank um, is not doing as great as it's supposed to be. And, you know, you know you, you, and you're also earning a good return on your money, right? Because as you, many of you know, interest rates have increased tremendously even from a year ago. And even a simple account 
like a savings account or even some checking accounts, but mostly savings accounts I'm making are about four, four and a half percent a year in interest. So something to do, do keep in mind for this conversation. I think I want to start with talking about and reviewing for you what is federal deposit insurance coverage, FDIC is a short abbreviation, and how does that really help you get the protection you need to have on your liquid, I call them liquid accounts, but checking savings CD type of accounts. Now, in the United States, anyone who has an account at a bank or a financial institution that participates in this Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, short FDIC, gets a specific type of protection for their deposit. So if you have money deposited at the bank and there's a limit, individuals are getting $250,000 and couples or you know those who have accounts together can get up to $500,000 of protection for their joint accounts. In some banks, and there's different configurations that could exist and types of accounts that you can open. For example, if you have a trust, there's there's possibility of getting even more insurance protection because that depends on who the beneficiaries are and so forth. So when you when you are looking at whether your bank has FDIC insurance coverage, that's sort of step number one. And most financial institutions or banks that where you keep your liquid funds and have checking and savings account offer this protection. And so why is that important? Well, in the in the case of of what happened a few weeks ago when Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, which really happened in a matter of days, folks who had deposits in their accounts in excess of these limits, um, $250,000 for an individual, $500,000 for joint accounts, we're in trouble because when the bank is not able, right, to give you back your money, this the, the funds that are over this limit, so the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation guarantees that if bank is in trouble, then they will step in and will give everybody up to a limit of these amounts their money back. And then once, once you know, the rest, it, once the bank is settled and if the Federal, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation taken over and they're implementing certain steps to recap the assets, then they can pay the rest, you know, and whatever the funds are available from the sale of assets of the bank. So you, it's more complicated and what you're trying to avoid is having to be caught up in a situation where you don't have access to your money. So I'm trying to highlight for you is that stay within these limits. Make sure that you do bank and have your relationships with the banks or financial institutions that are participating in this insurance protection. And if you need to spread your money and, and you have more or access of what's, what the limits are, let's talk in just a bit about how you can actually use some of the, you know, take advantages of some of the other options to spread your cash, okay? Now, a useful tool that FDIC has on their website is called FDIC Electronic Deposit Insurance Estimator. And so it's a calculator that, that where you can plug in your various accounts and it calculates for you like, because again, I highlight for you to really review and think 
what type of accounts do you have? Are they in your name only? Are they with somebody else? Um, in do you have a trust or is it a business account? So this tool helps you kind of summarize for you and let you know like, okay, here's you're staying within limits. This account might be uh, over or underinsured and so that you can make practical steps. The biggest question I've gotten so far around this topic is, are accounts like my retirement accounts, because most of us have a retirement account at work, a 401k or, for example, if you have an IRA or even just an investment account, account like a brokerage account, are these accounts protected or insured? The short answer, they are not. They're not protected or insured with FDIC insurance corporation, right? They ha- There's a different type of insurance or protection than, that exists for cash, right, or securities in those types of accounts. And that is called SIPC, Securities Investor Protection Corporation. So it's another nonprofit organization that was created by Congress to help brokerage firms, right, because most of the times your accounts such as retirement accounts, brokerage accounts are opened at, at not at the banks, although there are some that are the banks, um, have participation right with this corporation that provides or insures against the loss of cash and securities in the event of firm's financial failure. So it's not protecting you against market losses. So if the stock market is down, you're not getting the protection. So in case a firm where you have your investments in, right, these investment accounts, goes under, you have a certain limit of protection. So similar to FDIC coverage is $250,000 for cash um, and up to $500,000 per customer, uh, which includes other types of securities. So just do keep that in mind. And I will include in the show notes um, a little bit more information about each of these different types of protection. Some institutions offer something called excess SIPC coverage in case your brokerage account or your retirement account has access uh, or more money than what these limits are. So I'll have a few common providers such as Schwab, Fidelity, to Ameritrade, where most people have their brokerage accounts for you to check and make sure that you're staying again within the limits. All I'm trying to say with this so far is that do know what's happening. Don't just let these accounts sit without you looking at them and understanding because the least I want for you to happen is is be caught off guard or read a story in the news that, oh my gosh, the firm that I had my account at or a brokerage house or a bank is now in trouble and not doing so good. Now, I am not by any means suggesting that all the banks are going to start popping out, but we never know. And is that even a word? I think you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, okay, I've got my cash now. Um, savings accounts, as I mentioned, are, are earning us pretty decent return than they did a year ago, which is um, which I'm very excited for. But where do I keep 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 this cash, right? If if it, if I want to be a little bit more mindful um, about it. Now, of course, I do support the idea for you to have multiple accounts because they help you segregate and streamline your finances and have a purpose. But if you happen to be having all of your accounts in one place or one institution, that's fine, as long as you have a structure to it. Now, there's two angles here. There's the angle of making money and there's the angle of you getting proper protection in case something 
does happen. So I want to talk about cash management accounts. Now, these are more advanced strategies for folks who have need, right, to have more protection around the two particular insurance coverages that I talked about, FDIC insurance for cash balances. So if you have more than $500,000 in the joint account or $250,000 in your individual account, and you're interested in keeping all of your accounts under one umbrella, right? Or you want to keep everything in one bank or one institution. And most of the times, this type of cash management account exists um, at, at brokerage houses. So for example, let's say you have an account at Vanguard or you have an account at Schwab or you have an account at Fidelity. These are the, like the most typical places or Wealthfront or Betterment. If you want to make sure that your cash is protected on the extended beyond the standard limits coverage, these accounts are for you. Now, a lot of them actually pay pretty good interest and very compatible to what a typical savings account is. Um, but what it does in, in how they are structured is because it's, it's, it's like a level, level more type of account, you have an access to have your brokerage firm go out and partner with other banks. So you put your deposits into one, like let's say you keep it at Schwab. Schwab goes out and says, okay, partner banks, and there's actually each of these sites has a list of who the partner banks are. So you can check, make sure just in case you already have, like if it's a Citibank, and it's, I mean, I looked at the list from for all of them and all of the banks that are there are, you know, pretty large financial institutions. So most likely, you may you you may be um having already accounts at those at those banks but what what Schwab does for example they go out and they partner with those banks and say okay we're going to give you 250,000 and then they go out and talk to another bank and say okay we have a client who needs extra protection so they act as a broker and spread out your deposits so they they can offer you a much higher FDIC limit that's the key so this cash management account is just a savings account on steroids with additional FDIC insurance coverage. That's how I like to think of it. And two, I like the fact that interest rates these days are so much better because, you know, let's face it, it's it would suck if you have to move your cash around and you aren't making any interest on it. Now, something else that also exists in this realm, and I think a lot of you are familiar with it because if you have an investment account, most likely you have already heard of a money market account, right? Or money market account that exists at the bank. And I want to clarify a difference between what a money market account is versus money market funds account. So let's talk about a money market account. A money market account is a type of savings account that is typically offered by banks or credit unions. So it is like a savings account. A lot of times they would offer a slightly higher interest rates. And also this account does have that FDIC insurance protection that I was talking about. So you getting additional insurance in case something happens to that financial institution or bank that has your money market account. Some money market accounts have a debit card that you can have or checks that you can write against that balance and there's some limit on it on a monthly basis. Money market fund account, which sounds very similar, but it's different. 
It's it's a type of investment fund that invests in short term, low risk debt securities such as treasury bills, co- commercial paper, or like certificate of deposits or CDs. And so these funds are not tied in to uh, to any uh, insurance protections because these are investments. And so what happens, unlike the money market account at the bank, the funds are not FDIC insured and there's no guarantee, right, that the funds will be there. Now, what's good about this and what's interesting too is that, as I mentioned already, most of you who have an investment account at any brokerage firm would already have a money market fund because that's typically where you would deposit your cash to like start any account. So again, also what's neat about today is that interest rates on these money market funds, just like money market accounts, is pretty high. So parking your cash there um, also makes a whole lot of um, sense because you're earning additional interest. So you sort of have two areas here or two different types of accounts. One that has FDIC protection, right? And then other that doesn't, but because you're investing in things like CDs, right? Or commercial paper or treasury bills or uh, T-bills, they are pretty safe investments overall, okay? Now, for those of you who don't want to sort of hop around and, um, you know, open accounts at other banks, um, there's something, I've read an article on Wall Street Journal, there's something called deposit swapping, and it's a pretty advanced sophisticated strategy. Now, I haven't had any clients utilize this yet, but I'm sure with everything recently happening in this area that more people are going to be um, interested in doing it. But it's very similar to cash management accounts where um, a company called IntraFi sets up an account for you. And what they do is they utilize their network of banks and they participate in what's called CDARC program to provide multiple millions of dollars of FDIC insurance coverage. Sorry, guys, this episode is full of acronyms, but um, it's what it takes. And so it's a strategy that will help if you have to keep a lot of cash in reserves. And for a lot of my clients who are for example, entering retirement phase or need to have liquid reserves in their bucket one, may want to utilize something like like this feature or this service of a deposit swapping. Now, for those of you who are okay to have a few banking relationships, and I feel like these days people do, you can open a few accounts right at different banks and utilize their limits of like 250000 or 500000 of FDIC insurance coverage. So it's just, it's more more paperwork or more accounts to manage, but it still provides you with, with the protection that you need. And maybe perhaps some of the banks that you are with are not paying you as big of an interest. And these are typically the big banks or the most, you know, the most known banks out there. So if anything from this episode, which is pretty heavy on all of these technical things, do check to make sure that your bank does participate in this FDIC insurance coverage and also do check how much interest are you earning on your savings accounts, okay? Because I am definitely telling you that there is more for you to earn out there and the latest 
And the greatest at the moment is in the 4% or so. Now, we don't, didn't talk much about CDs or certificate of deposits that are just, just as liquid, just as easily available at your bank or, or a brokerage house. They're all, they all have the same limits and protection for FDIC insurance coverage. And, and two, they are paying a much, much greater rate than just a simple savings account. So there you have it. I know it's pretty loaded, but I feel like it's an important topic to discuss. And it's, it's been years and years where, first of all, we got a better return on our savings. And second of all, and let's, let's just hope that this is not a trend for these banks to be going through these financial hardship situations. But it is just a reminder that make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. Okay, that's all I really wanted for you to, to get from this conversation today. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, money boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your life.